0: What's up, fam? And first time fam, welcome to another edition of Man to Man. I'm David Wozicki, your favorite certified transformational nutrition coach. And today we get to welcome back an OG Black Love docuseries family member into this beautiful space. <laughs> yeah. He's also a husband, he's a father of two, he's a brilliant actor. Um, You've seen him in all the things from Save the Last Dance, all the barbershops. He's now in Reasonable Doubt. And the reason we're here today is because he's starring as Gene Mobley in the brand new movie Till, the incredible true story of a mother's pursuit of justice for her son, one Emmett Till. So listen, fam, I'm so excited to get to talk to this brother. Let's give it up for the one, the only, Sean, Patrick, Thomas. What's up, my brother? What's up, man? How's it going, man? Good to be here, David. Good, good. Yeah, likewise. Glad to have you here. Um, yeah, I'm so excited and I'm definitely ready to get into all the things Till with you but here at Man to Man. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> we we got to <laughs> we got to do that one one question. It's our special check system. We call it getting man to man blue check certified. So, okay. we'll set the stage for the rest of the convo. You ready? Let's do it. Sure, let's do it. All right, Sean. What does masculinity mean to you?
1: Hmm. Uh,
0: masculinity to me means
1: accountability.
0: It hmm. means <laughs>
1: that when you have uh, situations that you're encountered with in life that you don't point fingers, that you look at yourself mm-hmm. and you say, okay, what part do I have to play in this chain of events that's, that's, that I'm experiencing right now? To me, a man doesn't point fingers. A man mm-hmm. looks at himself and says, okay, what steps did I take to lead me to this spot? And let me take responsibility for that and if I don't like where I am, take different steps. But what I'm not going to do is blame anybody else or point fingers. To me, that's masculinity.
0: I love that. I love that. And I'll just say it's still unique. It, it's interesting. Every time I ask this question, I've never had the same two answers. And this one, this one hits. Uh, it, it is impactful <laughs> because, you know, I. It, let let me ask you this, what you just defined as masculinity, does any of that play into your role as Gene Mobley, uh, in, again, in this uh, amazing uh, yet heartbreaking true story of Emmett Till?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I think it, it can come into the play in the sense of we have to look at what happened to Emmett Till in 1955. And recognize that it's still happening now. Sure. So if we don't connect the dots between what happened to Emmett Till and what's still happening now to black men, if we don't connect those dots, then we can't be surprised when things aren't getting better. So is it our responsibility to make sure that uh, racists don't attack and kill us? No, that's not our responsibility. That's white people's responsibility to fix their neuroses, you know, people that are Mm -hmm. racist. But what is our responsibility is to participate in the process. What is our responsibility is to vote. What is our responsibility is to be involved in crafting policy and law that can make it much more difficult for people to try and trample on our rights. So Mm -hmm. we have to vote. We have to get involved with school boards. We have to get involved with neighborhood boards, and and we have to understand that things aren't going to get better unless we make things get better. And so, I guess uh, the accountability idea comes in there. The, the world isn't just going to roll out the red carpet for us and be fair because we want it to. We're going to have to force the issue. We're going to have to demand it.
0: Yeah. No, I love that, and I could not agree more. And I. I feel your passion, and I know this is something I believe you're doing actively in real life, and <laughs> and appreciate you uh, for for bringing it out in that way. You know, but back to Till in that in terms of accountability, it's unfortunate because I'm shocked that so many people people still do not know this story, right? And you know, in that regard, so one, they don't know about this story, they don't know what happened. So you know, quick, just unfortunate circumstance fourteen year old Emmett till <sighs> gets lynched um for whistling at a white woman in Mississippi mm-hmm. in nineteen fifty five which to even say that it it's it, it's painful to even verbalize this yeah, uh it and is. it's not so long ago right we say nineteen fifty five it's not that yeah. long ago yeah and, and then what's what's so powerful is that we're looking at this movie and and this Again, true event through the eyes of his mother. Mm -hmm. Now, for you, you come in because you're a person in her life that was lesser known. I was not familiar until this movie of Gene Mobley. I was not Mm -hmm. familiar of. Him being her partner and effectively being her rock, as, as yes. it seems from from the clips I've seen and and the and the uh, and the reviews that I've seen about that, and the fact that she was also a strong woman, a very strong yeah. woman. Now I now I heard in these Black Love Streets that your wife likewise is also a strong force of the world.
1: <laughs> these Black Love Streets,
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, and those is. can attest and if not go go check out that season because you'll you'll definitely see that uh amplified and come through beautifully uh no in the best way possible. <laughs> mm-hmm. So how much of you, you know, being a husband to your wife did you bring into this role with Gene and are there any similarities there? Sure there are similarities. Uh
1: when I was preparing for the role, I had a lot of conversations with uh one of the producers and and writers of the script, uh, Keith Beauchamp, who knew uh, Gene Mobley very well and he knew Mamie very well and he was with them together as a couple and he saw how they interacted together as a couple. And uh, what he told me was that the core of Gene's approach to to being with Mamie was that he was all about being of of, of service. He was 100% about being uh, whatever he needed, whatever she needed. Uh, he was all about being there for her as, uh, as, as her rock and as a source of strength for her. And uh, I would not compare myself to Gene Mobley in my own life with my own wife because it, the things that they dealt with were so earth shattering and, and monumental. It would feel kind of uh, blasphemous to, to make any type of comparison. But what I will say, though, is that I do try my best every day to be mindful of, of what Anika wants and what Anika needs. And, and it's always at, at the core of, of decisions that I make throughout the course of the day, you know, whether it's, you know, something as simple as, uh, you know, what she might like to eat or, you know, or, or anything like that, or, you know, how can I help do more, you know, with the kids I'm um, all uh, from there mundane things to all, all the way to, you know, how can I just be a better husband in general? A better man, a better boyfriend—all uh, of those things. I'm, I'm always thinking about those things, and um, I think in that respect, Gene and I might be similar. Just that—that's kind of at the core of, of of where we come from when we get up in the morning.
0: Yeah, that's great. I mean, I I think again, I've I've seen that emulated uh, on the Black Love docu series, and again in reading about Gene. Not to compare one to one but yeah. just in certain <laughs> essences of being and, and, and how your right. approach is. Um, right. I love to hear that. Um, you mention children, so I know yes. you have two teenage children.
1: Yes. My son is almost a teenager and my daughter's a teenager. Almost. 14. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. 14. How Lola old is your is son? 14. Lola's 14 and Luke is 12.
0: 12. Okay. Preteen. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so one, one year <laughs> right out, place. um, yeah. So yeah, you know, and again, we're we're talking about Emmett, and he's within that same age range. Unfortunately, when yeah. he passed, um, so okay, here's the hard part. I I, yeah. I I would love to discuss with you if you're open to. So one is, you know, did you think about this? Because again, I, I'm not trying to put this one to one similarity. Like, oh, Sean, you're just like you know. But <laughs> did did you have these thoughts of? your children who are you know w-
1: I did think about that one thing that really resonated with me uh, from the film was that um Mamie said that she raised her son to be proud she raised her son to not uh, bow down or, or cower to anyone and to have and, and to have confidence in himself and the irony of that of all of that is that she taught him that he's not Uh, less than anyone, and that's how he behaved when he went to Mississippi. And it's tragic that he had so much confidence and so much life that he forgot that it's different down there. He didn't understand that you can stand in your own strength and that's something that's threatening to people, especially down there in Mississippi. Now, when I think about my own children, in that regard, um, it's, it's a scary thing because I raise my children the same way that you are not, uh, you know, a second status to anybody ever. And I understand that if they're in certain situations, they may have to tone that down to survive. That's a scary thing to think about. Um, you know, they've been in the car with me, uh, when I've been stopped by the police, you know, I've, Hmm. driving through Beverly Hills. The the police have stopped me and um, everything in me screams that I want to give this cop a piece of my mind because when we got stopped, uh, it wasn't because I was speeding or did anything illegal. I was stopped because uh, they said someone matching my description was, uh, you know, suspected of committing some type of crime in the area. Hmm. And so, and this is what 10 minutes from my home, where I live. Wow. Wow. And so I had my wife and my children in the car and Anika could see that I was about to blow. Yeah. And, uh, because the children were with us, she kind of grabbed my leg and squeezed it and she was like, Sean, don't do it. Don't do it. And she was right because we needed to get out of that situation and get home. That's counter to what I teach my children. I teach my children if anybody treats you unfairly, you punch back and you punch them in the mouth, figuratively speaking. Sure. And and in that moment, because of who I was dealing with, I, I couldn't do that. And 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 that's the the conflict, you know, that's the struggle. And so, it, it, when I think about Till, like that's the parallel that I see is that like yeah. you work so hard to have your your dignity and your self respect, and you refuse to take a back seat to anyone. But that same thing could get you in trouble.
0: Right, right. It's it's <laughs> it's almost as if being black and melanated in this world, you you teach to be confident. You teach to unapologetically be yourself. Right. With an asterisk. It's like, Correct. do that, yeah. <laughs> asterisk, right. but in the, in I mean, and, and it's very unfortunate and, and you know, to what you were, were speaking to at the top of this with accountability, mm. these are the things we need to be accountable for so we can push it. And, you know, one day I, I would love to have known or, or be one of these ancestors. I hope it doesn't take that long, but yeah. You know looking at reality where we can erase that asterisk from it and you can yeah. in fact be unapologetic but yes it, it right. does take that accountability and i'm also glad she squeezed your leg so that you you uh
1: <laughs> yeah there have been occasions where uh i have not had anybody there to squeeze my leg and hmm. and, and it, it's been an issue
0: so yeah. uh yeah. But with my
1: children with me that's a whole different game
0: right you know I think with uh with fathers in particular, being a father of a four year old right now, I'm going uh-huh. through these motions of what to do, what not to do, how to yes show up unapologetically, how to be yourself while still to your point where you said figuratively <laughs> protect yourself or punching someone in the mouth figuratively. Right. Some, yes. Sometimes there may be those <laughs> situations where it goes from figurative to, to literal, and then that's a whole other yes. conversation. And thankfully right. I don't have to deal with that yet. Uh, right. And hopefully not ever, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there are those things. And it's, you know, a, as a dad and, and being melanated is in this world, it is challenging. And it does have, it has me think about a, a lot of historical figures whether it's, uh, 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 I'm forgetting the phrase now, but W.E.B. Du Bois and 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 having this dual, kind of this dual right. citizenship, uh, I forget mm-hmm. his exact phrasing, and I know I'm butchering it, but mm-hmm. you know now, that, I know what you mean. I don't know the exact
1: phrase either, but I know what you're talking about.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so I'm glad at least with this generation where we're at right now, we can put an asterisk. Uh, but right. but nevertheless, that I you know I feel like that identity that dual identity uh, still still exists and is still something Absolutely. we're challenging. I wanted to uh, also talk about the other side of, of this child dynamic, where you know there's a lot of grief involved in this storyline, right? And 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 mm-hmm. there's grief in losing a child. Um, and you and your wife were very open and vulnerable. I have to go back to Black Love Doc one more time, um, mm-hmm. the docu series, because, I mean, you both were incredible in in just being vulnerable about loss and you know with the miscarriages mm-hmm. and 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 that journey. When it comes down to these conversations, I, I feel as though, and this isn't what I'm about to say, it's not incorrect. However, we sometimes forget to talk about men and the husband and the father in these situations um because yeah. we you, you know we experience loss a whole lot differently. Black men experience loss even more so. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm glad right now we're at a point where we talk about our mental mental health and we're starting yes. to kind of be more open. You've done that. Is there anything you can share in in terms of one the gene dynamic but yourself as it relates to this sort of loss because again from a black man's perspective that's probably mm-hmm. one of the least heard in, in this scenario
1: I mean you're right um it's funny that you asked me that because um I, through that whole period of time uh with the miscarriages um I didn't feel like I had a right to to that I guess grief a yeah. lot of the time. I didn't I didn't feel like that because I was looking at Annika and she was in so much pain and she was uh at such a loss of what to do that all of my energy went into making sure she's okay and 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 to try and you know keep optimism up and and, and keep hope alive uh, as they say. <laughs> sure, um, sure. But um but but I had my moments, sure, where um I wondered, like, will we we ever have a child? You know, will will that ever happen for us? I I had moments where uh, it was very, very important to me to have Annika be very clear that she had nothing to worry about if for whatever reason this didn't work out in terms of having a child. Like, I know there were times where she worried, like, gosh, because I I don't know if Sean's going to, you know, be happy Long term, if, if we don't have a family, you know, I, I know she worried about that type of thing. And so I, I, I put all of my energy into reassuring her that that was nothing that she had to be concerned about. But but to be honest with you, when we were dating um, and, you know, and got serious and got engaged, we talked about babies all the time. I mean, that was wow. like one of our <laughs> chief topics of conversation because we're, so, we're both so family oriented. That to get married and then to have difficulty in that particular area, was was very very tough. Uh, but you know we 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 got through it and uh and, and it, it turned out better than we ever could have imagined. Uh, Lola mm-hmm. is the most incredible, sweet girl, and now you know I guess young lady uh, that you could ever imagine. She's she's beyond anything we ever could have hoped for. Uh, and a daughter, and, and our son Luke is a- astonishing.
0: Uh, <laughs> I love
1: that. In terms of just uh, how how smart he is, and and how much of a gentleman he is, and hmm. and, and, and I'm so proud of him uh, in so many ways. And and he and Lola are are perfect in every conceivable way that, that I can wow. think about. And uh, it was a tough time. But it was worth the wait uh, yeah, on every yeah. level because Lola and Luke are everything that uh, a man could ever want in, in, in a daughter and in a son. And uh, I, looking back, if I were to retell the, the, the tale, and I, I wouldn't want it any other way because uh, I, I have my Lola and, and I have my Luke yeah. and,
0: and I couldn't be yeah. happier. Oh, amazing. I love that. I um. Yeah, you (laughs) have like uh, you know, my eyes are a little watery. I love, I love hearing other fathers just gush over their children, and I, you know, I'm I'm so glad because Uh, I do the same. I do the same. So I'm I'm obsessed with them. I'm obsessed. Yeah, I love it. And grateful to Annika. And And grateful to Annika for hanging in there. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, we, you know, again, you were the support system, but internally through all of that, I, you know, mm-hmm. I'd love if you can share. And if there is no secret, there's no secret. But I, <laughs> I'd love to just understand how did you get yourself through this? I, I know, mm-hmm. you know, for a woman, it, that's and what you did, that's what we're here to do, right? We're we're yeah. here. We're supposed to be that rock. Yeah. But for yourself, in the midst of all of that, we yeah. are human too, right? We still yeah. have these moments. We have the grieving. We have the emotions. We mm-hmm. have the you know some men cry in the dark. Some men don't cry out in public. Yeah. What did you do well, for yourself? For me,
1: it was it, it was kind of like a, it was like one step forward, two steps back type of thing. Uh, I remember the, the, the first miscarriage. I thought, okay. We're gonna get through this. I, I know this happens, and I didn't think what happened to us, but it did, and we're gonna get through it. It's gonna be okay. And 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 I, I said that to her, and I said that to myself. <laughs> sure. You know? um, the second miscarriage—that's what just broke me, hmm. because that's when I thought, okay, this might be a problem. There's something going on here possibly. And uh, uh, this is not just a thing where you have to just like grin and bear it and, and we'll get through this. It was more of a thing like, oh my gosh, like there may be an ongoing issue. Mm-hmm. And that to me was the most crushing part, um, feeling that way. And um, I didn't want to put that on Annika because she already had enough on her shoulders, you know, Sure, uh, sure. But uh, what actually got me through that part, I think, was number one, Annika was uh, very resilient. It, the, the whole childbearing, childbirth thing is Annika at her strongest by far. She's just phenomenal. Uh, so I was able to kind of take her lead actually uh, through that period of time. And the other thing was we had people around us saying, oh, well, you know, it's okay. If you never have a child of your own, you can adopt. You know, people were telling us, people were starting to tell us those things. And hearing that made me feel like, you know what, that's true, but we're not done yet. We're going to keep trying. And actually hearing those things kind of help me snap back into being in the present and, and being Mm -hmm. focused on not giving up. And, uh, and so that's kind of like how the process worked for me.
0: Got it. Got it. I appreciate that. So (laughs) segue. I I love how you dropped the, the one word that I need here. Um, (laughs) so process I've heard Uh, your acting process. I, I read something, the word that comes to mind is clinical. You, you have your routine, you have your way and process of approaching a character, approaching a script, approaching um, these different roles. And I'm curious, does that pour over into your life? Because uh, here at Man to Man, you know, we talk about wellness in all its forms and all the things. Mm. As we have just talked about, fatherhood, being a husband. Uh, but I also like digging into understanding, you know, any daily routines or rituals. And since you approach acting, as long as I'm correct, if I'm incorrect, please correct me approach <laughs> acting in that way. Do you approach your life in that way? And if so, what are these things and what is that right. uh, routine or ritual for you? Right. Uh, to be honest with you, I mean, I don't I don't want to say you're 100% wrong in, in what you
1: may have read or heard, but I don't think of myself that way. I don't think of myself as, hmm. as clinical uh, because it depends on the role. You know, some things sure. uh, you roll totally off of instinct and improvisational spirit, you know, and then other things aren't like that. Some things you you have to bear down and and study the, you know, like if, if you're doing Shakespeare, for example, like you have to like break down the meter of, of the poetry, you know, you have sure. to. Really, dig into the imagery and and figure out what these words mean and and that's much more of like a a marriage between your imagination and and script analysis you know mm-hmm. um, but in terms of daily rituals and all that stuff, um I do tend to be pretty uh i guess uh consistent and, and disciplined in that sense um, It's very important to me to have my nutrition on point to get mm-hmm. enough sleep to be hydrated um I'm pretty regular about making sure that I uh hit the gym and then and then I stretch because at least for me um when I get on set when I feel like my breathing is fully supported and when I feel like mm. technically like I can articulate well and and the back of my throat is is resonant and open um I feel like I can do my best work and that's all just physical stuff that's that's all right. about just uh feeling like your instrument is tuned up uh, yeah. and, and ready yeah. for action. So that's the most important thing to me, no matter what I'm doing, is that I need yeah. to feel like my instrument is 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 sharp and on point. And for me, that's just being connected to to uh, to, to breathing naturally, you know, uh and yeah. not to not have shallow breath and 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 to really let make sure that my voice feels uh connected to to my breath and, and to what I'm thinking and feeling, that's really the through line for me. Yeah, uh, and so yeah. if I don't get enough sleep or if I haven't had enough water or uh, if I haven't eaten, that throws all of that out of whack for me. Like for me on set, every actor is different. But for me, sure, I can't work unless I've had breakfast. I just can't do it. Nothing works. My brain doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. My, <laughs> my imagination doesn't work. My, my, my instrument doesn't uh, respond at all. But I know other actors who don't eat breakfast at all, and they don't eat anything till two o'clock in the afternoon, and they and they feel great, you know. But I'm not like that. I I, I got to get my grub on, Same. and then uh, you know, <laughs> once, I get, once I get my food and my green
0: tea, I'm straight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that. Is is there anything you can add that you may do? Again, no pressure. Uh, mentally, mm. because again, I know they're with acting and being on set. There, there's something. In that mental space as well, um, is there anything you do to prime mental as well?
1: Um, I just try and quiet my mind as best I can and block out distractions. I, I think that um, mm-hmm. I do my best work, and I think any actor does their best work when they do. And I've said I said this before uh, in other discussions: if you can get out of your own way, that's when you do your best work. Uh, when you have an uncluttered mind uh you can pretend more deeply and, and more fully yeah. uh when you're on set or, or on stage so uh I, I try my best to uh to block out uh distractions and just be relaxed and and open and yeah. uh
0: that's what works for me i love it you're speaking my language and now you're getting me all excited <laughs> <laughs> and um I'm like, okay, now we're warmed up. Now we're ready to really jump in here. However, I also have to be aware and conscious of your time. Um sure. and I appreciate your time so far. And it's just flown by because I I I appreciate you. I, I feel like, you know, once once we get into the man that is Sean Patrick Thomas, I um, you know, that's where the interesting things and the correlations happen between this this character that you are spotlighting and and amplifying and bringing to life on the screen and with Mm -hmm. that i feel like i can continue this conversation but uh again respectful of your time i i do want to let the good people know to make sure to connect with you on the instagram at sean p thomas that's s-e-a-n P. Thomas on Instagram, and please make sure to go see Till T I L L right now in theaters everywhere. It's such an important story that everyone needs to know and understand. Uh, again, go to tillmovie.com to get your ticket. Check out this amazing performance, check out this amazing true story that everyone needs to hear about. And while you're getting your tickets, make sure to tell another brother, king, or queen about man-to-man so we can keep these combos going. And if you like what you're hearing, give us those five stars. Leave a review. Leave a comment on Sean's IG. Let him know how much you support and appreciate, I'm sure, the masterful work. I I look forward to jumping in at theater very soon to check this out. It's available everywhere. (sighs) Ah, man. And uh, Sean... I just, you know, I thank you again. I, you know, I I have to get all these things out, but I really appreciate your time. I appreciate your openness and vulnerability. uh, And I appreciate you taking on this role and being able to uh, put it out there to the world.
1: I appreciate you, man. Thank you so much for having me. I mean, I love having these conversations because uh, they're easier for me than, you know, uh, the standard run of the mill, you know, quote unquote interview. Like I might I much prefer having a conversation than an interview if that makes any sense. So uh, absolutely so great.
0: awesome yeah. Sean. Yeah, that's that's always our goal here is, you know, yeah. I know you still have to promote, but I still want to get to the heart of the man, <laughs> of who you are sure. and what you bring as a as a person, as a human first, and then how that translates into whatever it is you're you're doing. And again, you're continuing to uh crank out great work here. And again, like I said, I look forward to it and I appreciate you. Thank you, man. Really appreciate it. All right, fam. Until next week, peace, love, and wellness. Take care.